You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Trash Pandas. We took a little hiatus for us to go back to work and do some, you know, stuff around our own lives. But we're back and we're not going anywhere anytime soon. So don't worry. We'll be back weekly uh, and we'll keep you updated on when exactly that is. Um, so without further ado, I am Lauren and this is my co-host Lindsay, and we are so excited to be back and actually talk to you guys about some stuff. It's been a couple of weeks and a lot has happened. So before we do anything else, we're going to go into our normal, what have you been watching this week or this past month? Oh my gosh. Practically. So much stuff. So, um, first Real Housewives of New York City is wrapping up, um, they just had their season finale and actually last night, I think, yeah, last night, just uh, their first part of the reunion just aired. And it's really interesting because this is the first Real Housewives reunion that they're back together in one room after COVID. So all oh. the, yeah, everything is super spread out. They're, they come in there with their masks and Real Housewives of New York. If you're not into the Real Housewives, um, you need to get into New York at <laughs> least because it is the gift at that, the very least. At the very least, <laughs> it is the gift that keeps on giving. It is definitely hands down, bar none, the best Housewives franchise. Um, they are cutthroat. They are raging alcoholics. They are hilarious witty um they make you want to scream at your tv um they are so good and the, so are they like the trashiest of all of them i don't know if i would say or is there just like the most stuff that happens? it's just like the most interesting stuff like they're the most dynamic like cast like and i'm not talking about they are not diverse they're a bunch of upper crust um wealthy white women so it's not diverse. So that is where the show is lacking for sure. But they just are like, they have the most dynamic storylines and the stuff that they get mad at each other for, for, and like the underhand comments to one another. And <laughs> it's just so good. You're like, they all actually hate each other and they're on this cast together and it's amazing. And it's, it's so good. And so the reunion started out and they all started going after this one housewife, Ramona, who is a, a classic. She's been there from the beginning. It's going on like it's maybe 11th or 12th season. Like, Jeez, I mean, yeah, I didn't realize how long. Yeah, it, it has been on for a long time. And she's been there from the beginning. And she is just like this awful, like during COVID. She, she was down in Florida out at the bars. Like they all call her out for it. And she's like, I don't wear a mask at the ocean. I don't wear a mask at the ocean. Okay. Like she's just the worst, like the worst. And they, it's, so this is how the reunion starts out. Like not even stuff that happened in their season. They're just calling out stuff that happened like in between. And it's just, it's so magical. And, and you know, Andy, Cohen, who is like the godfather of all the housewives, he's from New York. So I just feel like there's a certain 
um, element to it. Like this is his home. And so he's more invested in the show even. Right. I don't know. It's amazing. Now, does he do all of the shows? Yes. Okay, so, so he's like the spokesperson for so he, Real Housewives. Well, yeah. So he does all of the reunions for the Housewives. And, you know, he always says, I'm not in charge of the firing or the hiring of the Housewives. Andy, come on. Like, I see Even you. I know that's I not see true, you, and I Andy. Like, he has a lot more power than he, like, pretends that he has. Um, he's wonderful. He was like one of the first celebrities that had COVID. Oh, really? Yeah, he had COVID. Oh, you know what? I think I did see that. And I was like, who is that guy? Yeah, he okay. had COVID in March. And so he's at this reunion. And when they're all calling out Ramona, um, Ramona tested positive for the antibodies. Okay. So she said she already had it. And Andy was like, well, that doesn't mean you can't get it again. Like, you still have to take precautions. You can right. still be spreading this. You can still be. So he kind of called her out on that, which I thought was like, awesome. You know, I mean, he could call her out on a lot more because she is like, <laughs> she is literal human trash. She's the worst. I love that. <laughs> um, but you guys, oh my God, please. Like, if you need something to watch, go back and watch. All of the seasons are epic. Like, even in the very beginning, it starts off hot. It's good. Like, all the seasons are epic. Go back, rewatch the whole series. It's so, so good. Um, the other thing I've been watching is Barry on HBO. Oh, you know what? I've heard about that. I haven't watched it. I am addicted to okay, it. Okay, I'm going to have to watch it now. So it is um, Bill Hader. And he is an ex-Marine who is now a contracted uh, hitman. And he decides he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. He wants to be an actor. And so he's in L.A. and he's part of like this acting group. And but he can't really get away from the hitman lifestyle. And so he keeps like getting sucked into like these really bad situations. But he's still like trying to pursue being an actor and you would not think it works because you look at Bill Hader and you're like, okay, ex-Marine right. contract killer, like, give me a break. But for some reason, it works. Okay. And it's just such a good show. It's dark comedy. So it's funny, you know, without, like, being in your face, like, over the top funny. But it's, like, that dark, dark humor. And um, there's only two seasons of it. I hope they make another season. It is so so good for some reason when I watch it I kept thinking like about like these Dexter kind of elements I love Dexter it. except for like only up until like season four. Oh yeah yeah <laughs> after, that, after like, season four much, but... yeah the trinity after yeah. the trinity after the trinity killer, killer. yeah exactly. I think that was season four. so there's like some kind of like Dexter element to it where I feel like you know Michael C. Hall you wouldn't think of him as like a serial killer or like this right. vigilante and that's kind of how I feel like Bill Hader, like you don't necessarily like picture him in this role, but like for whatever reason it works and it's perfect. And I highly, highly recommend it. It is hilarious and just really good. Okay. So for me, the things I've been watching, um, this is like that weird part in like the seasons of everything where yeah. like you kind of go into like, even with 90 day, you go into like the mid season break. And then other stuff is starting at the same time. So I'm really excited for Bob's Burgers. I'm sorry. It starts on, I think it's September 27th. 
I could be wrong. I know it's at the end of September. I've been really excited about it. So I've been like going back and watching all the Bob's Burgers, which you know, I watch on like a constant repeat. I mean, I love Bob's Burgers, but I'm nowhere near. When I stay the night at her house, I'm always like, I have to turn this down because (laughs) that do, 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 do probably wakes her up like a million times over. But I am a huge Bob's Burgers fan and they were signed on for another season, which they're on season 11 now, which is crazy. That is crazy. It's crazy. So, but you know what I love about Bob's Burgers and like with just when it comes to like seasons and stuff, they are on at that very special time where normally there's like uh, the Super Bowl and Mm -hmm. Halloween happens Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so they end up doing like these kind of like breakups of all Mm -hmm. of the episodes. So it'll be like they play an episode and then there's two weeks and then they play another episode and then there's three weeks and then they'll play another, another episode. So when you watch it, there's only like a maximum of like five months before you see another episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's like their season is kind of like broken up that way. And I love it. And I think it's so funny. It's so clever. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. I'm so excited for it to come back. Other than that, I've been watching the usuals. I've been watching, you know, um, Married at First Sight, which I'm in love with. There's a current season going right now. I finally got my sister to watch it. She's watching it right now. She's watching a couple seasons back. Um, Married at First Sight has a new new season going on right now, and it's New Orleans. And there are some really cool couples in there. And then there's some really shitty ones, too, which they always have. But um, there's one couple that I just cannot stop loving and watching. And they are just very, like, eclectic and weird. And Is it the act, the, the doctor? The girl no. that's the doctor? No, oh, the nurse. She's, like, a nurse practitioner. No, that's not the couple I'm talking about. There's mm-hmm. another couple where the girl is, um, I, think, I think the guy is, like, a musician or something along those lines. Oh, wait. No, you're talking about the girl that's like going into, she just, yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. She just went into, yeah. yeah, She just signed on for her residency. Yeah. And so like, they just got married two weeks ago and now she's going on to her residency and we don't know where she's going to go. And like, this guy has to decide whether or not he's going to like follow her or stay behind. I forgot all about that. I didn't even like realize that. Yeah. But, um, it's really interesting to watch them because they have like this weird, like it just works and they've met each other before. And I feel like there's something there. And then there's these other couples where I'm like, I don't know if they're going to work out. There's like one couple that is just like fighting constantly. And this girl is like a total bitch all the time. They even show, they even show like her speaking to the producers and stuff. And she's like, I'm not going to do this. Like, fuck that. I'm not going to do this. And it's like, just, play along. They're giving you ideas. They're not saying you have to do it exactly this way. They're just giving you ideas. And like the way that they like film it and everything, it's, it's at least genuine. They're showing that they actually do like feed them stuff too. Well, so I love when reality shows break that third, third Yes, wall. absolutely. And that's not really something that we see in 90 day um, at all. But like, in the housewives they've been doing that a lot recently where they break that third wall and in the finale of real housewives of new york city this season we see one of one of the housewives kind of freak out on a cameraman okay and so it just kind of and i love that it lets you into know like their real personality like you're like okay this wasn't scripted like 
she is for real. Yeah, she's actually pissed off. And like, that's that's one thing I really like about um, Married at First Sight is that as much as I understand that most reality shows are somewhat scripted, um, they are at least honest about it. And then they go off of that and they'll allow people to see like the inside of that. Right. And I think that's like super great to be able to be like, okay, yeah, they literally gave them shit to do. Which we knew, though, like they they give them like, here's note cards from them, ask each other these questions. But this is like one of those situations where it's like, you want us to have a party and you want us to play like leapfrog or like musical chairs. And she's freaking out about it. But it also shows the side of it where the guy is just like, you're super controlling and you are, you know, freaking out over nothing and you're rude to people. And Honestly, if that was me, I'd be like, I'm done because I, I, that's like a red flag to me. If you don't tip servers, yes. if you're rude to your yes. server, How you like that, what a turnoff, yeah, what it, a fucking yes, turnoff. Absolutely. 100%. How you treat strangers is a big thing for me. Absolutely. So how you treat your server, your bartender, those people that, you know, I'm performing like a task for you and a service for you. Mm -hmm. And I understand that part of my job is to be extremely flexible and understanding and, you know, like accommodating. Yeah. But my job isn't to be run down by you. Right. And told what a piece of shit I am and treated like shit. That's not okay. I mean, I don't even like, like speaking rude to like customer service people over the phone. Like when AT&T is being horrendous and awful, like I'm like, I know you're just paid to take this phone call right. and this isn't your fault. Like I'm it's over, not like you, I'm, it's like, your above. Yeah. Like I, you know, it's like, they, that's what they're paid for. They're not paid to hear you like deal with your attitude and it's not going to get you anywhere at the end of the day. I no. mean, a little bit of anger might in some situations, but I feel like for the most part, it like always goes back to that thing. Like you win more bees with honey. Like I know right. that's so cliche, but like, Really, at the end of the no, day, but you like do. people are gonna like be way more responsive to you when you're. I've seen that a kind person. There was like a no, meme that I saw about like bartenders, and it was like the customer is always right, and then underneath it, it said, "But the bartender decides who's still a customer." Right. And to me, I'm like, that is absolutely true. I do not have to do anything for you, and I will be accommodating as long as you are talking to me in a respectful manner. As soon as you start talking down to me, then it's like, we're done. I have nothing to say to you. Fuck off. Mind your business. Go somewhere else. I can't help you. Or I'm always like, have you not seen the movie Waiting? Right. Like, right. You don't. Not that we spit in your (laughs) food. Like, you you don't mess with the people that serve you your food. Just don't mess with anybody, actually. Just be a human being. Just be a kind human being. Like, so other than that, yeah. I also have been watching uh, Marrying Millions, which I was like not super about at first. It's and now favorite. I know actually now we're like into another season and I'm starting to get into it. I'm starting to understand it. I'm starting to think like there is actually one girl who I feel like is not doing it for the millions of dollars because like her boyfriend refuses to pay for anything. They go Dutch on everything. And he's talking about getting married. And still is like, we go Dutch. And he says, I'm nobody's bank. What is Mary Millions on? I think it's on We. I don't know. I watch it on Philo. I'm sorry, guys. I watch it on Philo. 
And I, I want to say it's like oxygen or we are like one of those types of, yeah. you know, um, but I think on the second season, maybe even on the third season, I'm only on the second season and they have like a current season going. And I think that's the one I'm watching, but they are like, there. there's different couples and then there's couples returning from the season before. And some of them I'm like, yeah, this dude was honestly with this woman for her money or this girl is with this guy for the, her, his money. But there's one couple that, like I said, they go Dutch on everything, which to me is like kind of weird because even my boyfriend and I go Dutch on a lot of stuff or like I'll pay one time and then he pays the next time. Or like if he buys our movie tickets, I'll buy our snacks or like whatever. He never asks me to though. It's like out of respect. And this girl is like, I've been with this guy for like two years and he's never paid for anything. And he like, even though they're talking about getting married, he still has like zero, like I'm going to like, we have to split everything evenly, which some people are like upset about. And to me, I'm like, yo, if you have like an understanding and you have decided that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just yeah. being honest and saying exactly what you want. All right. 90 days. We've yep. had some time. <laughs> happily ever after. Let's do it. Yeah. So um, the first couple happily ever after um, that we saw last is um, Aswelu and Kalani. And Kalani's basically like, seems like she's far over the relationship at this point. Like she's already contemplating divorce. She talks to her mom and says like, you know, if this is how it's going to be, then I don't want to be married anymore. And to me, just my personal opinion and my boyfriend and I have talked about this before where I'm just like, we don't ever talk about breaking up. If we were married, we wouldn't talk about divorce, anything like that. If we're, if we want to be together still, and the second that you bring that up, then it lets yeah. me know that you're not yeah. in it anymore. Yeah. Like don't bring up divorce unless it's actually like. I agree divorce. with that. I think that she shouldn't yeah. be saying stuff like that. Um, But I think she really is at her breaking point. And so they, this all came to a head after their trip to Seattle when they went to go see Asuelo's family and they kept basically harassing them for money. And even, like, his sister, like, said that she was going to beat Kalani up and, like, all this stuff. Like, it was super. There was, like, this awkward moment where, like, Asuelo is talking to his mom and he's like, what am I going to do? Because we haven't said this in, like, three yeah. weeks. So this we have to go through basically a month worth of stuff and we'll try and make it as quick as possible. But at one point, Asuelo is talking to his mom and he says, I can't give you money because if I do, then my kids will starve. They'll die. Mm -hmm. Like I, we don't have money to give you. And she, and he's crying and Kalani is sitting there and his mom is still like, I I want my money. Yeah. Yeah, I want want my money. money. And that's super fucked up. And I feel bad for them. So Asuelu and Kalani, you know, continue to fight about this. Yeah. So that all happened in Seattle. So when they get back, Kalani is like, okay, well, I'm going to try everything possible before I actually file for a divorce, just so I can tell our kids, like I, I fought for the marriage, which is respectful. So she, um, sets up a therapy appointment for them and she is talking to Asuelo and she's like, I think we should go to therapy. And (laughs) he's like, he's like, 
Who does therapy? White people? <laughs> that was my favorite part. White people? White people? She's like, no, every people. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone people. does it. So um, basically in his, in Samoan culture, he was like, we don't go to therapists. There's a pastor that deals with marriage issues and he says, and crazy people. So <laughs> Uh, which I mean, like a pastor serves as a counselor. A lot of times that's not, that's true. That's not unheard of, but anyways, so they go to see a, a therapist under the condition that there's a translator, a Samoan translator there for Asuelu, which I was like, okay, that's totally fair because that's he, he, I think a lot of their issues come down to commu- obviously communication. And so they go see this therapist and, um, and Asuelo is explaining to the therapist the first time he sees Kalani, he thought that she was younger because, you know, American girls, uh, they're bigger. And the translator's like, that's a compliment because in Samoan culture, if you're bigger, it means that you're, you're wealthy well and you're yeah. well fed and like all Your this. Your family takes care of It you. was just, it's so funny just to see like the different cultural perceptions of even women's bodies um so um he articulates that he kind of feels like less of a man when Kalani tells him like we can't give your family that because he feels like he should be able to provide for both his own family and his his mom and dad and um then he goes on to explain like in Samoan culture which we are actually is really interesting. We heard this from Andre, but it was just translated completely wrong. But the same kind of concept where the father is the head and the mother is the neck. And um, so the father is looked at as like the head of the household, but the mom can turn the head. And so this, the translator kind of reiterates that. That was translated way way better. This is the first time in like translator history on 90 day on 90 day that this actually is being translated properly. Yes. And I feel like every time that they ever have like any kind of translator, it's kind of like somebody that's just kind of loosely. It's always a shit show. I I mean, it always ends up like making problems a million times worse, but this time it actually helped. Right. Like, (laughs) wow. Look at Jihoon and Devin. (laughs) I mean, she's like. You can't call that a translator. <laughs> well, that should be called like the fuck up every conversation reader. Right. Like it's, it's not literally, literally just, it's like a it's a widow maker. It's like it's somebody like, is gonna die tonight. <laughs> they're not they're not gonna be married. Somebody's gonna die tonight. It's a widow maker. The divorce machine, <laughs> they should call it. <laughs> Ruin every relationship machine. Every relationship. Um, so anyway, so the translator does a good job of of kind of communicating to Kalani like um Samoan cultural expectations and how Asuelu is feeling and you know you could tell like in the middle of the therapy session like there's still love there and yeah and like there's they're definitely like tender towards each other and it's it's sweet whatever even though he can be a big pile of dog doo-doo but so um but what I think the therapist really summed it up the best was like what they need to decide is the clash of the cultures. Like he said, Kalani comes from this egalitarian, egalitarian 
culture where people are expected to be treated equal. And, you know, Asuelo comes from this culture where women are expected to be submissive. And so they really just need to come to some kind of understanding or it's never going to work. I mean, you suggest that they like sit down and basically like write down this is what my duties are for our family and these are what your duties are for our family and just to me I'm like if if that's what something that they're gonna do and he's gonna say that he has to be like the breadwinner or he has to be like the one that like brings in the bacon so Mm -hmm. to speak then he needs to actually get like a real job. Yeah. And you have to stop relying on her family for stuff. And that might be a little bit harder than he thinks. Because. Considering that there is a huge language barrier. Because of the fact that her family is more established in America. Like she's already coming from a place of like power in the relationship. Yeah, that's so, true. so where I feel like if he's really wanting to make those decisions and really be looked at as more of like the head of the household, um, you really need to then step up and you got, you, you have to do more than what you're doing. Absolutely. And I understand that's hard because he's, he's an immigrant and he's new to America and it's going to be hard for him to find a job. He barely speaks the language. So there's going to be that power dynamic that it's going to be really hard to overcome. I feel like a lot of these couples leading into like the mid season break, I can see a lot more of like both sides rather mm-hmm. than when at the beginning Absolutely. I was like this person. Yeah. I was like, Asuelo is awful. Like yeah, for the exactly. longest time I was like, even, even taking into account those cultural things, like I was still like, he's still awful, but now I, it's yeah, you're right. Like you yeah, kind of see more of like, side. right, right. As much as I'm like, you know, there's this like cultural breakdown and you know, I don't believe in this and I do believe in that. There are, there's, there is that cultural difference and they do need to like come to an agreement. And a lot of these couples, I wish that they would, I feel like it's great that they went and did this because I, I, everyone needs therapy. I'm not going to say I left the session because I wasn't there, but I left the (laughs) session feeling like they had like a really good understanding of what each other was trying to say and what they want and what they need. I feel like that was really good for them. Okay, so next couple, really boring. Let's fly through this one because we're already at nine. Yeah, I know. Okay, so Michael and Angela. So um, there, she's in um, Nigeria. They went out for their their couples, their co bachelor and bachelorette party. Terrible idea. Um, Michael, First of all, don't do that. Right, Michael's friends bring brings Angela and her uh, best friend to a club and there's girls dancing all over the place. And we already know Angela's reaction to Michael being around other women, then add alcohol into the situation, then add in a girl in the club who is twerking and her butt cheeks are flapping together. And Michael literally, (laughs) (laughs) Michael literally he's in the club and he literally just like does like he's like maybe glance glances because how do you not look at that like i'm sorry like i would look at it dude like how do you not see that like what do you expect him to have permanent blinders on to every situation like he like has to like right like just look at angela but i'm like he wasn't even like lusting after her like it was literally a glance and she freaks out and of course, it's a big scene. They leave the club, and she doesn't know if she wants to get married anymore. I'm done. Surprise. I'm done, my cow, my cow. And so, <laughs> and 
And so the next day, um, they meet up because they didn't spend the night together. She went with her friend. And so um, the next day they meet up and Michael is so slick. He's so although it could have blown up in his face like the cake situation but he brought her her bridal bouquet which she had like specially ordered that had all of these um flowers in it representing her mom and her grandchildren and their their birth months and any this very symbolic uh bouquet that she felt was very very important um, so he brings her this and he's like, this is the first thing he pulls out of the bag. He's like, look what I have. And she's like, damn it, Michael, now I can't be mad at you. And, <laughs> and she can't be mad at him because it's perfect. He knows right. her. He knows her. He knows. And so, um, she's not pissed anymore. They're going on with the wedding. And then the next day, uh, is the wedding day. Oh yeah. He farts in her face. And, <laughs> and he says it's tradition. <laughs> Okay, when I first met Michael, I was like, I thought he was a dimwit. He's an asshole, right? Like, okay, I don't know if you guys remember, but the Trump, well, the Trump speedo, but also she was like, oh, you got a blowjob as payment for a taxi ride, and he's like, yep, I did, and I was like, you, this is over now, right? And nope, two years later, we're still on it. He has learned. He is a little bit. at least don't tell her. Why would you admit that? But you I, still brought her to a club where girls it. were flapping their booties in his, in his face. I know. As soon as I saw that, I wrote down in my notes, I was just like, there's girls around and Angela's. Pissed. It's like, um, shocking. It's like pretty woman. Big mistake. Big Huge mistake. mistake. It's like, it's like, we already know, like, this has been what? She's on her third season now, yeah. fourth season now, yeah. third season now. I don't know. Whatever Forever. fucking season. Enough seasons for me to know that bitch don't like no other women. <laughs> so why are we still doing this? And also, let's see, three seasons or four seasons in, that means that there's at least two years there. Why are we still not asking married. if we're going to get married every day, every fucking day without fail? She's like, I don't know if I want to marry him. <laughs> you probably shouldn't marry him, bro. Like, I don't. Well, what if he can't come to America? That's a good question. Maybe you should ask somebody <laughs> what happens if he can't come to America. Like, yeah, they're not, they're endearing. No, they've grown up. They've grown on me too. At first yeah. I hated them. And now I'm like, oh my God, I would fast forward through their apartment. I was just like, I can't like her. Like David, like David and Lana, I have to like. Anyways, but like, I would. Just be like, we have to get through this. Like, I can't. I'm not. I'm done. It's the same old story. I'm done with and big fight, and then they're back, back together. together big big fight, back, back together. Like, it's the same BS. Constantly. So, anyways, they're finally getting married. So, um, she's in her wedding dress. She has a blue bra on under her white under her white wedding dress, and she's holding her cigarettes in her boobs. She's like, hold my cigarette. <laughs> or no, I'm going to smoke this cigarette while you get all my stuff together, Michael. She's like, breaking out, which sweet. I think is, like, it's kind of sweet. Like, she, she's being a bad solo. She's enjoying like, it. She seems, like, legitimately, like, bridal, like, 
I agree. Nervousness and like, how is this all going to go She's like, I'm 53. I'm going to fucking get married. I'm like, girl, do you. Do it. it. I want you to. So anyways, we see them go to get married. And you know what I really liked is that everyone there was wearing like white. Yeah. And I was like, in America, that is so taboo and like awful like you do not do that but like in Nigeria everyone was wearing white and I was like I think that's kind of cool my wedding dress is gonna be like a blush pink so everyone can wear white if they want right like I I would love to wear a color and I'm gonna wear like a very very blush because we know I'm not like some nope are you a virgin tea flower I didn't want to say it but like come on I I still have my flower I'm telling you though, like I actually think that their wedding was kind of beautiful. It was sweet. It was, I, it was much different than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So congratulations to the new couple. All right. Andre and Libby, um, her crappy family is still trying to find out why Andre left Moldova and it's just so stupid. I'm so sick of Libby and her dumb family. Like I can't, like they are so stupid. Like we've been off for three weeks and this is still, still going, going on. on. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's the same story. You guys haven't missed anything. If you didn't watch it, nothing, nothing has happened. Like they still hate Andre. They're still trying to figure out like, Oh, he has a secret. Okay. His secret is he was in the police and the police force is corrupt and he left Moldova. That's a secret. It's really not that hard. It's really not that big Actually, of a deal. When Why he, is that even a big deal? When he finally explained it, I was like, I would have left Moldova too. Right. Like, that makes sense to me. I yeah. Think that that's a real thing. Yeah. So anyways, he basically explains to her entire family, like he was forced out of the police force in Moldova because of corruption. And uh, I guess the police force there kind of works like a mob. And he had to flee basically for his life um to Ireland and that's where he met Libby and Libby's upset and she keeps saying things like I don't know if I want to marry you again again. I'm like Libby you are so stupid you're already married who cares like at this point like who cares like he told it's not even a white lie to me like and and I have a really hard 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 time believing that she did not know about this no me too I think that she definitely knew like I feel like she's playing this up in front of her family to play the poor me card and everybody and and, I'm your wife and let's make Andre look bad because that's her card that she plays she plays in front of her family Andre looks bad in front of Andre she plays oh it's my family my My family and my family it's all my family and I'm like I'm just so over Libby I can't I can't even I'm happy that they came to like a conclusion though with that because I was just like okay we're gonna move on but I am excited to watch next week because they showed like a little sneak peek and the dad is trying to like not have uh, the brother brother and he's like Andre's like, don't hand him the microphone. And then he takes it and oh then it cuts off God. there. And I was like, I just want to, but you know what? Knowing TLC, it's going to be like, I'm so happy yeah. you guys are together. I yeah, love you I guys so much. You You're my brother. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, I know that's what it's really going to be. Yeah. But if TLC it's not, is building it up. If it's not, that is 
That is good TV. And I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm so over the family. Like they were so disrespectful and rude about being in Moldova and eating the food. They called it peasant food. And they're just so rude. They're just awful. And like Jen, Libby's sister comes in and she's like, oh, it's dreary and awful. Just how I would expect Moldova to be like. Okay, yeah, just go, good. yeah, go in just there with, right, like, go in there with that attitude, have Get a great time. To, to fuck her, because she needs, like, <laughs> some kind of, doesn't she have a husband, isn't she married? I don't care. I'm telling you right now that she needs some good deep dick in her life, because, like, in real life, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, girl, it's, like, real, it's true, like, she needs that, because, obviously, there is something wrong with her, she is, like, you know, more... She's more concerned about someone else's life already, even though she's already married. She's just a snotty brat. That's all it is. And did you see, like, the thing circulating on, like, all the 98 pages? It's a mugshot because all of them have been arrested at some point. So it's, like, the family Libby. And it's, like, the dad with a mugshot, Jen with a mugshot, uh, the brother with a mugshot, the other sister with a mugshot. And I'm, like, yes, like, this family, so I funny. totally agree with yeah. you. My, and your mugshots are awful. And your mugshots are awful. <laughs> like, seriously. Where is your brow? Where is your, where is your ring light? Put some... <laughs> Wear your brows. Obviously, we just... Where is your ring light? Since you got on this TLC, like, now we can see you can afford Botox. Right. And, like... Get your shit together. You can have, like, your chin sucked out. Like, I don't know. Too funny. They're just like, they're seriously the worst. I cannot stand them. And I think they would be a lot more palatable if they weren't just so ignorant about other cultures. And they weren't just so like, well, they had no in America. No, they didn't. They had no interest in the traditions in Moldova. They had no interest in the food. They had no interest in his family. They had no interest in anything. All they wanted to do was sabotage Andre. They were awful. And again, we'll say it a million more times. They're already married. It doesn't right. matter if you sabotage right. them now. It's right. like already. So done. what are you doing? Just creating more problems. And they've been married your... now for like what two years? Yeah. Like they have a baby. Not, like he's not, not getting divorced. Andre is soon. not going anywhere. Like just stop. They're just so annoying. I have a feeling. I I have. I feel like their family is trying out to do a spinoff. Oh yeah, for TLC. Yeah, and I feel like all they lot, saw family Chantel, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, if we do this, yep. then we'll do it." And so. I feel like a lot of this is orchestrated. And I don't even watch that shit because I'm no. like, "Well, family Chantel is awful." It's, okay, I was about. To, I thought you were gonna say awesome. No, I was, I was I like, "I hate it. I won't it. watch." They it. are the worst people. They are the worst ever. But like, I feel like that's what they're trying to do is mm-hmm. like to get a spinoff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you are no Darcy and Stacy. Okay, but Holy. when we're done, we are going to talk about Darcy and Stacy for like two seconds. Just for like two seconds. Just for two seconds. I love Darcy and Stacy. I know, but we're going to talk okay. about that for a second. All right. So, uh, 90 day before the 90 day. Before the 90 day. So, Sinjin and Tanya, um, they have like a huge fight in front of Sinjin's family because they're in South Africa right now. And Basically, it was a fight about how Tanya's like, I need Sinjin to change. Like, I want him to find a job. I need him to settle down. Like, I'm not even saying he has to pick, like, something he loves. I just want him to go out and try different jobs. Like, 
Just do something. Do something. And that is about as far as I agree with Tanya on stuff. Um, I agree that he should be trying to do something. But they have this huge fight in front of his family. And it's super awkward. And his family, you can tell, is like kind of like shocked that this is all going down in front of them. Like they're airing all their dirty laundry. He even said, he even said before they left, like, let's like keep any of that stuff at home and come back to it. And she went right into it. Yeah. So um, this past episode, they're going to the Winelands in um, South Africa with his family. And I wrote, they all look super happy. They don't, they look freaking miserable, especially Tanya. Tanya just looks like, She's having the worst. She's time. having the worst time ever. And like, you know what? Like, I love seeing Americans with the roles reverse because Sinjin has been in America with your family, where they're all on your side, and you get in fights and they see all your daily life, and he has to deal with that. And now the situation is reversed, and you're seeing, oh, hey, it's not that much fun, is it? not that much fun when you're not in your home country and you, you don't know don't have your family to back you up so I have very little pity for Tanya um so basically his family thinks that Tanya needs to be like insert her foot in her mouth because they're they're like you know you're you have like high emotions and like, you're okay with just like, you're non-filtered, but Sinjin's a little more sensitive. And like, so the things that you say, like he really takes to heart and it's really like, you know, can be damaging or whatever. And um, basically his family's just trying to like, I feel like act as like their therapist over there. Yeah. Well, they even say like, if you guys are just going to keep on fighting, then you need to find out whether or not this relationship is worth it for you. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Like, I feel like they're in the situation where if you're going to continue doing the same shit you've been doing, Mm -hmm. then this isn't an actual relationship and you guys are both unhappy. You know, because it seems like they just both want very, very different things. And she's expecting him to. But he he met her when she was very free spirited. And then they got married and she's like, I want to settle down and have like a family and have like a, you know, like a relationship in the States. And that's it. And I was actually really upset when she said um, I would rather raise my kids in the States because I was like, I think that's like a little bit. Like something that if you're going to say that in front of his family, they're, they're going to be offended by it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's condescending. Like what, like, not that it's wrong for you to want, you know, what we have in the States or whatever versus if you just don't know. I mean, I don't know because it is like, it is kind of a rude thing to say. It's super rude. It's super rude. It's like, um, what they didn't do a good job raising their kids. Right. Or that they like turned out fucked up in some kind of way. Like that's not cool to say that. Right. And like, depending on where you are in South Africa, I mean, there is, there, I mean, Johannesburg, Cape town, those are really nice areas. They're going to the Winelands. They're like right outside of like Cape town. And so like, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, whatever. There's a whole thing to like. Either way, there, it's but not cool that she was like. Either way, I maybe don't, want... don't say that in front yeah. of his mom and dad. I don't like that either. Okay, so um, then later on, after they go to this, the Winelands, um, they meet up with some of Sinjin's friends, 
Um, and his friends have like no problem calling her out on all of which her they should. Shit. So they were like, they were basically like, why did you expect him to change so much once you got married? When you say that you saw these red flags from the beginning of the relationship, and she does say that, and she, she says, she literally I see said that. red flags she's, left and right, right, and, she, and now I recognize, them. right, she, she was like, I saw red, yes. And so, can you blame his friends for being like, Well, if you saw all these red flags, then why did you That's continue? Your not ours, not his, not his. Yours. so he was him from the beginning, he was himself from the beginning. It seems like she's the one that changed. And was expecting him to change too. And everyone knows. I mean, it's like that, like, this could be written in any piece of literature. It's like, you know, you can't expect somebody to just change once you're married. You can't expect someone to just change. Like, they are who they are. And, And his friends are right. They were like, you know, who he was 10 years ago has definitely is definitely different than who he is today but that was gradual change over a decade like yeah he might eventually calm down a little bit with old age and change like, doesn't happen overnight you right that's basically what he said but anyway so the the friends call her out and um they argue again in front of his friends and it's just like a super hot mess and um I wrote that she's always worried about what she needs in the relationship, but she's never worried about what he needs. And he says that at one point, he says, isn't it funny that we always talk about what you want and we don't talk about what I want. Yes. And on the, on the flip side of the coin though, to me, I'm like, well, how is she supposed to know what you want if you never express that? Yeah. So that's like a breakdown in communication between the two of them because she's saying what she wants and he's feeling attacked. But if he goes, what I want is this and this and this, they might be able to come to some sort of, but there's also this, I mean, just this really unrealistic set of expectations on her. And I feel, no, I could, I completely agree, but he can't say anything against that unless he makes it known what he wants from his relationship as well. Yeah. All right. Paul and Crane. Paul sucks. Yeah. Paul sucks. That's He's always him. Yeah. So um basically they're living in this one little like this tiny little studio at first Karina seems pretty happy with it but I mean it's not it's so small for three it's like a one bedroom it's a it's literally a one bedroom the kitchen's in there the bathroom's in there studio one bedroom maybe like 600 square feet like the size of your room yeah like literally yeah so um he she has she keeps saying like you I'm giving you two months to find a job and basically he's coming up to the end of those two months of finding a job and she's she's had it with him she's done with him and so she goes to see like an immigration attorney and to see like okay how am I allowed to bring Pierre back like what kind of documentation do I need and all of this stuff and she tells Paul like after she gets back from the immigration attorney she's like um, I went to go see an immigration attorney because I'm not happy and I want to go back to um, Brazil. So, um, you know, of course, it's poor me. Woe is Paul. You know, Paul is it's always, always the Paul, Paul is Paul is the victim of every situation and everything. So um, this kills me. He brings them to a water a sewage treatment facility 
poopoo water. And he brings Karini and the baby. It's pouring rain outside. And he brings them to a sewage treatment facility. And his idea is, well, maybe I'll like pull some heartstrings of the guy who's giving us a tour. Maybe he'll offer me a job. Okay, not a terrible idea, but kind of terrible idea. But he like goes there and he's telling Karini like, oh, see, if we were in Brazil, like there's poopoo water all over the place. And, you know, and here the water is so clean and this is how we treat the water. And I was like, he's so proud of America. Like, he wears, bring her to Flint. Let's just like flashback. Yeah, bring her to Flint. Exactly. <laughs> bring her to Flint. Let's just flashback. I'm and sure she's preferred to put the water. And he's wearing like straight up like a human condom, <laughs> like a fishnet or like a net human yes. condom. Yeah. And then he actually wears a condom yeah. over his dick because he's afraid that like parasites are going to swim up his urethra. I mean, okay. but that is the thing. Sure. Um, but also, but you're, all the time but also you're the woman that you're going to meet there. If she's swimming in, in a string bikini, string bikini and you're literally entering the water in a trash bag. And he has to like get out of the water and like, like <laughs> siphon it out because it's just like slowly, but surely drowning him. Giant, <laughs> yeah. He's in this giant like suit. From head to toe and it's like not straining the water fast enough so it's just like he's in this giant it's what? ridiculous so stupid it's so ridiculous so, so she's all pissed off though because she's like in brazil you say oh, we have poopoo water poopoo water like shame on you for like saying that shit because you guys have poopoo water too <laughs> you know what i mean like and it, she's like it smells bad she's like gagging yeah. <laughs> she said which plant like she's like let's go she gets so pissed and so unimpressed and like why did you take me here like you wanted me to be like oh the marvels of america oh, oh wondrous look at, look great water. Water is now. <laughs> no water and that is like she is like pissed. And not at all impressed so and they're touring this plant and it's outside and she has this little baby, and it's pouring rain, literally pouring holding rain a child, as they're they're touring this plant. I mean, he is just so he is so ignorant. I like I can't. He's I don't, oblivious to life. He is so. It, he relies on his parents for everything. I can't even believe he's he, just too much. I, I can't. I can't believe he's like a person. Anyway, um, so he talks to her like a total idiot. In the end. They're like standing in um they're standing in a garage, I guess, at the uh, at the treatment plant at the poo plant. At the poo-poo plant. And um he agrees to go back to Brazil. So there's that. So he said, like, you're right, we'll I see. I can't find a job. So we're gonna spend every last dime we have to fly back to Brazil. And this makes Karini happy, rightfully so, because at least in Brazil, she has a support system. She has, she has right. She has a support she system. In where she's at in Kentucky, they don't have. She does, she has nothing. Well, she had this idea that, that when she came to right. she came to America, that His she was going to be getting a whole other type of life. family. And it's like different. It's not the same. She's and, very isolated. She is, yeah, she's isolated. There's nothing going on over here. His family isn't really like being supportive. 
Um, you know, she's living in this tiny little like one bedroom, just like she was in Brazil. And it's like, at that point, just send me back to where I feel comfortable. Right. Like this, my living situation here has not improved at all. In fact, it's deteriorated since moving here. So I would but rather you want to be, tell me that living in right. America is better than I would rather be in Brazil where I have my mom and I have my dad and I have people to watch my family, like, like anybody. Duh. Like, no-brainer. Like, he didn't provide her a better life. Okay. Um, okay, so Submit and Jenny. Did I say that was before the 90 days? I was wrong. Okay, so before the 90 days, Submit and Jenny. They basically are going to go talk to Submit. they. Well, Submit is going to go talk to his parents about his relationship with Jenny. From there, I didn't really pick up on anything else that's really different. So, well, it was interesting because we do see Summit's parents and they explained that um, the first time Jenny came over, um, Jenny came and lived with them for four months because Summit said, okay, this is my friend from Facebook. She's always wanted to travel to India. So can she come stay with us? And they put her up in their house. And they didn't, they didn't know that they had like a romantic relationship, but they found out that Submit had been like sneaking up to Jenny's room every night. And so the mom actually really liked Jenny and like Submit was even saying like my mom and Jenny had a really good relationship in those four months and everything was fine. But once they found out that they were having like a romantic relationship, but he was also betrothed. At that no, no, he wasn't. No, oh, it he was wasn't? before that. That was after. No, it was before Damn, that. Damn, I yeah, didn't yeah. even know. Yeah. So betrothed. <laughs> betrothed. What are you was re- like? What are you reading Shakespeare? Yes, <laughs> I am. So anyway. he was supposed to be married to somebody, right? afterwards he gets married to somebody so this is before that so before that she comes to visit the family um under the guise that they're a friend and they find out that they have a romantic relationship and they kick her out and she has to go back to the united states and um basically their whole thing is is she's too old to give us grandchildren we want grandkids and That's part of our cultural expectation. That's something we have always wanted. That's something we've expected from our son. And so we're not cool with the relationship. So she goes back to the United States. That's when they set up the arranged marriage for him and his sad girl, his wife. So anyways, he's going to go talk to his parents about Jenny and basically say, this is what makes me happy. And I'm done trying to live up to your cultural expectations and um, live with it or don't. And I think it's really funny because Jenny was like, well, I hope you come back. Like, <laughs> because they have stormed last season, they stormed into their apartment and basically took Summit away. Yeah. And um, even just, it wasn't just his parents. Yeah, it was. It was also the parents mm-hmm. of his wife. Yeah, coming in and being like, "You owe us." You're in an arrangement. Yeah, you're in a legal arrangement, and you owe us. You're like you're married to our daughter. So now he's paying twenty thousand dollars to get out. Yes, and his parents have put up ten thousand dollars of it. 
So I'm actually curious to see like how that goes out. He has a history of lying. And yeah. as much as I really want Jenny and Summit to work because I feel like they actually could. Yeah. I feel like they actually genuinely love each other and care about each other. I'm also curious to see what happens with, you know, like the rest of it when it comes to him paying for the $10,000 and whether or not his, her parents, the his ex-wife's parents show up again, because we know, we already know leading into this, that this is the mid season finale, that this was the like tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. and everything after this mm-hmm. is going to be, be major drama. the major drama. So, and um, so far, they haven't had shit. What worries me about this relationship, and just in general, if you're thinking about a 30-year age difference where she's in her 60s, he's in his 30s. Like, has he thought about the long-term? You know what I mean? Like, about having to, like, like take, take care, care of her and, like, and, like, all of that. Like, I mean, really. I don't think that he has, like, I feel like that's something that he has, like, thought about in general. But I think that people don't really know what to expect until that. It happens. What happens. I don't know. And when he's in his 40s and she's in her 70s, even then she could still be pretty active. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, once you start 50s getting into and your 80s. 80s and stuff and then he's in his 50s like this might be something that he's having a little bit of an issue with I mean I don't yeah I mean and then like she has no money like she has she has said like I gave up all my money so like you're gonna be supporting both of you she would have been kind of okay had she stayed the first yeah because she ended up having to spend a lot of money to go to go back yeah and then go back again and buy stuff to live off of and live with her daughter and like all this stuff yeah you know like and now she's going back again like that's thousands of dollars right there just in travel yeah so we'll see i don't know i just don't feel like i don't think it's like really i mean it's endearing that they're going after their their heart and their feelings and they really seem like they're in love but i'm just like i don't know man like, is that what you want your life to I don't be? know either. It's definitely thinking long term. It's definitely something that I feel like he should. And he's never really voiced about children. And he's he's never said, like, he's never said, I'm, I'm, I'm okay though, with not having children. Because of that, I've wondered. Ooh. Because he hasn't said anything. And I feel like. Scandalous. Scandalous. Maybe that's a big plot twist. Or something along those lines. Because at this point, we haven't really seen much from them. Or our next couple, I think, is Kenny and Armando. We haven't seen. No, it's not. But at some point, Kenny and Armando, we haven't seen much. From those couples, and considering that this is like a mid-season break, and we're already like however right. many episodes in, yeah, there's got to be something that is coming from that. Yeah, like, there's got to be. Hopefully, otherwise TLC made a mistake. Well, TLC is, makes mistakes. I mean, look at Mar- yeah, Mar- you're absolutely right. Marcel and what's her face from Iowa with yeah. the damn bees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The most boring freaking storyline and couple of all time. Okay, next couple: Jihoon and Devin. Mom is leaving. Thank God. That's it. You know what, though? I loved that Jihoon was like, she's leaving. Yeah, he was like, he was like, yes. 
Okay. Um, I, yeah, I think that that's like a real thing. Like I, I, I would be ecstatic if she was leaving too. And if that reality, was my mother-in-law, she is a hellion. She is a lot. She's the she worst. is a lot. I, I can't. Oh my gosh. Her. her metaphor when she's, so her and uh, Devin go to get tea before she leaves. And she's like, I just feel like I see you on a train and the train's <laughs> taken off and I know you're going to cross a bridge and there's going to be an explosion and I'm just there. Like how ominous. And there's Thanks, nothing Mom. I can do about it. I can just watch the explosion. And I'm like, girl, calm down. You're like, literally acting you like this so bitch is much. Like, First of all, not everything in the world is Jihoon's fault, first of all. Second of all, some of it is your own daughter's fault. Third of all, some of it is your own granddaughter's fault. Uh, yeah, I said it. We are, yeah. Come after me, <laughs> Come not after, after me. Lindsay. <laughs> Come after me now. I said it. But like, I mean, seriously, like if you can't control her, how did you expect Jihoon to control her? Like, give me a break. Like, and can I just reiterate like, really he quick? He's new at being a dad. He's new at all of this. So like, could you give him a learning curve a little bit? Girl, a learning curve? I just have to reiterate really quick that when Drusilla ran off and they were like, Jihoon, get her, Jihoon, get her. He bolted. Mm. He bolted and he went past the mom and he went yeah. past Devin. Yeah. So what I'm was sorry. He, right. What was he running towards? If you, well, like what other reaction I did you I feel like that was have? completely fucked up that they were even like trying to, to blame it on him. him. I felt like he actually did as much as he possibly could. Yes, absolutely. So, what bad. what else did you want him to do? He ran after her. What did you want him to do? Yeah, I agree. He, he, really he wasn't, so. he wasn't listening. She wasn't listening to her mother. She wasn't listening to her grandmother and he ran after her. What else do you want him to do? Anyways, I think that, um, Devin's mom is the worst and that the best chance of their relationship surviving is honestly her being gone. Yeah, I agree. Um, 100%. So I, uh, am interested to see where that goes. It looks like, um, they were giving like, um, some sneak peeks into the next half of the season. Stupid TLC. I bet they're doing this because of COVID. But, um, they gave some sneak peeks and Devin is like sitting at a table with Jihoon and she's like, is there another woman or like, have you cheated on me me? or like whatever? And I'm just like, you know what though? Like why even ask that? Because if I was coming from another country, I'd be like, it's just not worth even asking. I mean, yes, of course I would ask that. Oh my God. I would. Yes. Okay. But here's my thing though, too, is like, if I had any inkling of that, I wouldn't be moving there. Yeah. Sure. That's okay. But yes, so, I would ask. I if I got okay. there and then I saw some red flags, then I, would, then I would be like, have you cheated on, on me? I probably would have asked that before. Yeah, but do you think like, he's going to say yes? I but mean, do you he, think he's going to say yes even if you're there? But he lied about his job previously. He lied so about that's all what I'm saying is that previously. even at this point, even if they like did talk and they were like, oh, blah, 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 you know, like, did you cheat on me? How could you even trust that that's what he's saying is true? Yeah. So, just like to me, I'm like, if I were to like, if I had any kind of inkling of that, I would be like, before I even fucking come there. Well, yeah, I want to know. But like, I feel like if you didn't have that before you left and then you got there and then you started seeing those you're red right. flags. You're right. She did. I am a self-masochist. 
messages where I would be like, I have to know, I have to hurt. Like, I have have to know. I will agree with you on that because leading into this, it didn't seem like she had any kind of inclination that she she was doing that. And at this point, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he said yes, but because they show it, like literally because they show it yeah. on the thing, I'm like, he's going to be like, no, I haven't cheated on you. And it's going to be like some stupid bullshit. Yeah. You know, like I basically expect nothing and right. hope for something yeah, because right. I'm like, yeah. so into totally. like, I just love mess. <laughs> I love trash yeah. so much. No, totally. I want that to yeah. be the difference, but in reality, I'm like, but TLC, I expect TLC that has played with my heart so many times. Uh, I mean, come on. I've been listening. I've been watching seasons on seasons on seasons of 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. The other way. Happily Ever After. Yeah. Just landed. What now? All these things. And, and usually time, it's not that bad. No, it's usually just like not that bad. Usually I mean, even bad. with the, the previews for this week, they were like, oh, you know, uh, Colt is going to admit that he fucked Vanessa. And then we did. Um, but I'm like, okay, Colt is going to say, well, maybe we didn't. We skipped over Justin Cole. We skipped Cole. over Justin Cole. We skipped over Justin We're going Cole. back. Sorry, guys. We're going back. But Colt is going to admit that he slept with, slept with Jessica or uh, Vanessa. And then he's talking to Jessica. He's like, I have something to say to you. And they go to the next episode. And then he's like, she's living in my house. It's like, that's not the worst thing you could tell her in reality, even though it was the worst thing you could tell her in well, reality. But you know, it there's yeah. there's so much more to some yeah. of these stories that I'm just like, uh, yeah. I feel like there's you know, they build it up a lot. It's okay. just built up. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so Arene Binyam. Um so Ari's mom left to go back to America, so she's alone with Binyam. She basically immediately has like a meltdown and freak out like that her mom has left and she is now like, I feel like reality is just like slapping her in the face. Like, duh, I'm here alone with this guy. I hardly know. And, um, in this country and I, that I hardly know that I hardly know. And I'm about to have a baby. So, um, she's a jerk. Yeah, in oh my yeah. opinion. I, I so they get back to wherever they're staying. And he's like, he's got like this pink shower cap on. Like it's like a little muffin top. And it's really funny. And I think he's doing it to like try to lighten the mood. Yeah. And he's like, what is he doing? He's like cleaning something. I don't know. And they're talking. And she's like, well, you know, I can leave. And he was like, well, why would you leave? Or he goes, no, you can't leave. And she goes, I can. And so I feel like she's now dangling that above his head. Like, I'm going to leave at any second. If you mess up in any way or if you I'm don't. unhappy. Right. If I'm unhappy in any way, I'm going to leave just like your ex-wife did. And I'm going to take the baby. And I just think that's, like, super messed it up. It is really messed up. Like, you, you should not be, like, playing with him like that. Like, that is so wrong. It's and very evident that he wants to keep her there. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't know, you know, like, his ex and all that stuff. But now I feel more and more like he loves her. I feel he like he's to trying to be the most supportive partner that he absolutely can be. And she's just, I agree. She's freaking out. And I don't, 
I mean, I don't blame her. I'd be freaking out too. Duh. But at the same time, I would not make the same decisions that she was making. No. Like, um, they go see a um uh an apartment and the apartment is fourteen hundred US dollars a month. And the apartment's great. You know, it has hot water, there's Wi-Fi, there's all of the amenities that her she that she wants and that she's used that to. That's what mom wants too. Right. Um, that she's used to. And they get in the car after seeing viewing this apartment and and he's like, Okay, but we could also be living in the place that I've been like demoing for sixty US dollars a month. Like 60 versus $1,400. That is a huge, dis- like that's, huge I mean, difference. that's like, I can't and even wrap my brain. How much does he he makes $500 a month. And that's pay three jobs. He works three jobs and he makes $500 a month. So unless Ari, you and your rich family plan on paying for all those amenities, then what is the point? Not really an option. Right. Not really an option. The man can't afford it. Like he's giving you what he can afford and he's doing the best he can. And like, why wasn't this something you freaking talked about beforehand? Yeah. Why didn't you guys like, like, if you why wasn't this a plan? If you can have like a full on conversation on then he can take vid- or take pictures or video or whatever and send it to you of the places that you want to It doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like he's like I feel like he's trying really hard and she's sitting there going like nope 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 nope. But if you're paying sixty dollars a month and you're making five hundred dollars a month, he should be able to like put some money away pretty quickly for them to be able to like maybe go into like $120 a month or like, and they can like start working towards I guess, that. But, I'm but like, to, to go from 60 to 1400 is absurd. It's not even, that's a, unheard it's of. Not a possibility. They're not going to do that. It's not a possibility. That's it's, like going from, you know, in America, $500 a month to fucking $6,000 a month. It's in, in literally rent. US like, dollars. It's $60 a month, US dollars to $1,400. If that's US what dollars. you want. Ari, then ask your parents, parents, send you some money every month. So that way you can make sure you have the amenities that you want. I feel like this is just my little tidbit tidbit about Ari. I feel like Ari is one of those privileged white girls who wants to live the hippie life and wanted to travel the world. And she's so cool with these third world countries and like doing all these things. But when push comes to shove, you're not really, you're not really ready to give up your privilege. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like you need, like, you don't really recognize how privileged you are. Right. And um, now it's all slapping you in the face. And you're an idiot. And I don't feel sorry for you. And nope. I'm actually kind of like a like obscenely grossed out at the fact that like she would think that this was like viable. 
for her. Like, it's just like, do you have no self-reflection? Yep, do you, I completely and did agree. you do no research about Ethiopia? And did you not have these conversations with your significant other in Ethiopia about setting up for a baby? Like, it's just like, I don't feel sorry for you at this point. Like, I'm just like, you are this gross, privileged, um, white chick from America. And I just like, just stop. Like, yep. just figure it out. Ask your daddy for the 14, ask your daddy for the $1,400 a month from his cardiology practice. And I completely agree with that and deal with it. Cause it's, it's kind of gross because you're always slamming him for like, you know what he's doing. And he's literally working three jobs, three jobs. That is like more than any 90 day person works. Like he's working three jobs to try to support you and try to make you happy. And he's being like the most supportive partner in the world. And you're just treating him like trash. Like I can leave like good for you. Then leave. Like, I don't know. I, but don't leave because you're going to hurt him. And that makes me sad, but like, it's just gross. Like, I just feel like the whole situation is gross. I don't like her. We have three more couples. We're going to make it really quick. I promise guys. Okay. Um, Kenny and Armando. Um, literally really nothing happens. Yeah. They say goodbye to Kenny's kids, make yeah. sure that they get home safe and all that stuff. And then they kind of just like retouch on the fact that Armando had a little bit of an issue when they go to get tacos. We, and- we didn't even talk about that. Yes. Yeah, talk about that. Sorry. They go to get tacos. Um, Kenny at first is like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. And they're like, oh, you have to go to the bathroom here. His kids are like, you have to go to the bathroom here. And he's like, yeah, I have to go. So they go in and side note, Kenny is like a huge germaphobe, super germ germaphobe. And he goes in and like the toilet's like fucked up. And then he has to like reach his hand into like with a bucket into a giant bucket of water and pour it down yeah. the toilet to flush it. And of course, like as a germaphobe, you're not going to be down for that shit. Nobody, no. nobody's down for that shit. Um, and so he's having an issue with that. Anyway, they go outside. They're talking to each other. They're having a great time. Armando is starting to really like warm up to being affectionate. They're holding on to each other. They're really close. You know, mm-hmm. they're having a good time together. They're not kissing and stuff, but they're like, you know, being flirty, flirtatious with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a, a customer is leaving, they say, oh, have a good night and use a derogatory term against uh, homosexuals in Spanish. Towards Kenny and Armando. Towards Kenny and Armando. I'm sure we can all figure out what it is. Um, and it just makes his girls girls are upset. Armando is upset. Everyone's upset. And you know what? I'm going to say right now that I love Kenny so much. And Kenny was just like, don't get upset. That's what they want. They want you to be upset. You know, like if we, if we just ignore it, then we're just ignoring it. And that really knew the best way to handle it for his girls. Like he put on the strong face for his girls because his girl, like. But they were really his one daughter like wanted to go fight. And like I was like, girl, I would be that girl where I was like, come say something to my dad. Like I would have been yeah, the same way. Same. Like I would have been like, I am getting into a street fight. Yep, right we're gonna now. have it like right now. Scrapping. Like I'm doing it. Um, but like Kenny handled it in like the best way. Like he was like, That's what they want. They want a response from us. Just don't just like don't even breathe any life into it, basically, you know. And I thought that was the best way that. Oh they my could god! Absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Because, and that's like 
what Armando even said, he was like, and then what happens? Like, none of fight, and then what? And that's the thing is that it's like, it's just, it's you not You don't know it. how crazy people are. It like, sucks that they're in a situation where they have to deal with that. However, I mean, like, that could have been in America. Though. That could have been in America. Exactly. Like, like, I hate to say and be like, oh, you know, like, obviously, Mexico, like, there is definitely more of that, like, macho man, like, culture. But I'm like, thinking to myself, I'm like, um, that would have happened. And I could name, like, anywhere a million towns anywhere. right in America that that exactly. would happen. There's, I could name cities. Like, which is disgusting. Like, so it's it's terrible to know that that's a real thing. But at the same time, well, what's like, interesting, though, too, is like, sorry to cut you off, no, but like, what's interesting, though, too, is like his daughter said, like, they had never experienced anything like that where they were living in Florida so their entire life which is weird their entire Florida yeah but like maybe they were in like a super progressive they might have been, like yeah. super gay friendly like area but they said like growing up with our dad like we had never experienced like anything like that and I just find that like really surprising like growing up with a single gay dad like that they had never seen anything like that well, I grew up with a similar situation. I won't like get into, you know, the specifics of it, but I grew up with like a similar situation in my family where someone in my family was uh, gay and I would have issues. It was happened to be a female and I would have issues with like girls in my school didn't want to stay the night because they were like, Oh, you know, your mom or your mom or your sister or like whoever in your family is going to like, you know, uh, hit on me. And I'm sitting there going, like, there's a difference between pedophilia and being a lesbian. You know what I mean? Like, if that's not the same thing. Well, yeah, and just because I'm gay doesn't mean I'm attracted to everyone. And even if it was, even if it was me, other even gender, if I was like, like, I'm gay, I'm not inviting you over so I can like <laughs> hang out with you and fondle you. I'm inviting you over Wait, because you're not. I, I'm, I'm bummed. Damn, I'm dude. not spending money. Well, now I'm going to. Um. I'm, not, I'm inviting you over because I I want to be your friend and I care about you and and you know like well yeah we're we're kids we're hanging out we're having it fun doesn't like, it has nothing to do with that sexual. Like, like it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make know? any sense at all like it reminds me of Mean Girls it's so Mean Girls it's like so it's mean so girls. Mean Girls I completely um so anyways it it was a heartbreaking scene like I it was really upsetting to see that scene um so there his girls leave, they go back to Florida and the, where we left off was Kenny and Armando are packing up their car and they're getting ready to go see Armando's parents, um, and pick up Hannah, Armando's daughter. And the teaser kind of left off with, um, we don't know if Armando's dad is even going to come out and worried about and and see Kenny Mm -hmm. because he's just not okay with the relationship. All right, so we're going to backtrack real quick. This is our last one. So happily ever after. God, I hate ending on this one. Oh, my God. Justin. We're not going to because I'm going to talk about Darcy and Stacey oh, perfect. for a second. Okay, so Jess and Colt. Girl, I have so much to say about So this. Jess, um, Cole invites Jess to Las Vegas. And <laughs> so funny because, like, TLC put, like, within an hour of Jess arriving, they're fighting. And, um... Colt is like, before she arrives, he's like, I need to come clean to, to Jess. I need to let her know about things and blah, 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 blah. And the things that he needs to let her know about is 
He's been sending um, pictures of his manhood. Can I just say really quick? Ew. I saw them. Ew. 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 I saw them. Why? Because, Why? Because I, okay, listen, I, I joined like an romantic group or whatever, and this girl. Facebook like, didn't flag that. Yeah, hold on. So she was just like, anybody want to see mm. this shit? You are, what is No, listen, she goes, anybody want to see this shit? Message me on Facebook. I did, did not, not. I did not. I didn't. I went on to a Reddit account you. and I, I was like, you. okay, I'm going to like go on to Reddit and see if anyone's talking about this. And sure shit on Reddit, somebody uh, posted the video. You don't go on Reddit unless you want to know the video. The most disgusting And detail. the pictures. And it's a very small problem. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. It's a very, that's Jessica, Jess, it's a very small problem. Jess, Jess. Don't worry. Well, You're, Jess, it's okay. She already knows. It's okay, girl. She already knows. That's a small problem. We just need to, you need to get on to a bigger problem. Okay. <laughs> it's a small problem. So he's going to put that over. I'm going to die. Okay. So he's sending. I don't want. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. She if that it. image is burned into my brain, it will be. I know I don't want it. Stop. <laughs> okay. So anyways, Cole sends pictures to women, eight, eight other women, apparently. And also he needs to tell her that Vanessa, the one that she freaked out about, that just freaked out about in Brazil, um, Vanessa's actually living with Colty and Debbie. So, um, Colt basically spills the beans and tells her everything. He's like, I'm sorry, I've been a really bad boyfriend. And she's just like, Colt, you must have a really big heart. You love why all you, these women. Why you always lie for me? <laughs> I need to know why you lie for me. <laughs> Jessica, you are better off, girl. God, yeah, you so got a fat better. ass. You're beautiful. And seriously, you're young. You're young. You're hot. She's already on to somebody else. We oh, already she know is. It. We yeah, do she's know. On, we do she know is that. actually she's on to somebody else. And, I'm and he's much better here. looking. <laughs> yeah. And he has a much bigger problem, I'm sure. <laughs> it, it doesn't get much smaller of a problem. So anyways, so Cole and her are having this fight. And Debbie is like lurking upstairs, like trying to eavesdrop. I just need to know what's going on. And so she comes down the stairs and... Um, What's Jess, going on down here? Yeah, and Jess like is like he, you know, woman to woman, like you would understand. And um, Debbie's like trying to console her, and I'm like, you manipulative little lying, lying bitch, weasel. Like you, bitch. you do not give a flying f about Jess's feelings or any you're like happy like she should be like popping champagne bottles like that's really right. what should be happening but anyways she's like consoling her and hugging her and she's like I know and then it just ends up in Colt's like I'm sorry it was a bad boyfriend and then oh Jess goes and she meets up with Larissa and they're like just like spilling tea about Colty and just like relishing in the fact that they're both over that relationship and that's basically it. That's how it ends. Yep, that's how it ends. So um 
I can't wait till 90 days starts back up again in October 11th. It's like a whole month. I know. But you know what? In the meantime, we're going to be talking about Darcy and Stacey, which we both love a lot. Um, and that's something I want to talk about right now because I actually have been enjoying watching it. I didn't think I would. I wasn't trying to watch it at first. I actually kind of like it. I love Darcy. I, I just, love Darcy. I do. I love Darcy. There's something so, so endearing I'm excited. About her. I'm excited to watch her go on to her new journey, whether it's a shit show or it actually works out. I don't know. Hmm. As of right Stacey's now. dude. What's his name? Florian. Florian. He's the worst. He kind of sucks. He's legitimately the worst. Seems like maybe he's cheated on her or cheated on oh, her. Oh, he definitely has. I think so too. Um, we're going to get more into that and we will talk more about that. But I just want to make sure that we let you guys know that Darcy and Stacey will be a thing in the future, even if it's just me or it's just her or something like that. We we'll will talk, talk about, about Darcy and Stacey. Um, well, especially since 90 Days Going on a Break. 90 Days Going on a Break. We are also going to be talking about um, now that we've gotten into some character development and everything into um, uh, Love After Lockup. We'll start talking about that too. Yeah, especially and since we're on a hiatus with 90 Day. Exactly. And now Lindsay has gotten me into watching The Real Housewives. So now, now I'm going to catch up. I'm going to catch up over the next week and we're going to start talking about some Real Housewives drama, which I love. And um, if you guys ever want us to talk about something else, if you want to watch something, if you want us to talk about something, can I add something? Yes. Um, if we're able to get in the studio with Dave, hey Dave, hi Dave, we um, want to do Epstein. We do want to do Epstein. We've been talking about doing Epstein. <laughs> we would love to do Epstein. Epstein with you guys. take two. Yeah. Take two. Only for the people that know. <laughs> so if if you guys want us to watch something, um, then we would love to watch it. Please send us a message. Let us know what you guys are watching. Comment on our Facebook. Comment on our on our Facebook posts, just on our regular pages, Lauren Walker, Lindsay. Just message oh, us. Let us know what you're watching, what you are interested in talking about. We want to talk about it too. Um, we will be doing the Epstein episode again. The first time it ended up not being okay like we just don't want to we didn't it we didn't like how it was going so we're gonna do it again um that's a so nice way of saying that it, yeah we didn't like how it was going we're gonna do it again so come on come watch us we will put it out there we're also gonna start <laughs> recording some stuff for our patreon so if you guys want to start like logging on and getting subscribed with us we'll make it a thing you can get extra content for watching us and we love you guys so much. And thank you so much for like coming back after three weeks of us not being on. We appreciate no, it. She started work again. I'm doing my own thing and we're trying to figure it out and we will figure it out for you guys. We'll let you know when exactly everything will go. Because we actually love doing that. We love it. We love you and we yeah. love doing our thing and, and we don't want to give it up. So yeah. please let us know. We want to know what's going on and um, what you want and us to talk stuff about. that you want us to like talk about. It doesn't have to be trash. It can be trending. It doesn't have to be trending. It can be trash. So let us know. And um, 
let's make sure that everyone goes on to our Facebook and likes it so you can follow us. And we also have an Instagram and I think it's Trash Pandas Podcast. So, and I'll change it if that's not what it is. But we love you so much. Thank you so much for coming back on. And we're excited to talk to you guys next week. Hopefully from a studio. That would be amazing. We love you. Thank you so much for watching. Bye. Bye.